0: Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to NLPcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to NLPcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on Neural Ninguistics, Programming, and Beyond.
1: Rumble in the Jungle. This was... 1974, one of the greatest moments in 20th century boxing. You have the undefeated world heavyweight champion, George Foreman, against the former champion, Muhammad Ali. No one thought Muhammad Ali had a chance of beating Foreman at that time. Foreman was both stronger, younger, and larger, and was considered one of the strongest fighters. Of his generation. But what Muhammad Ali had going for him. Was psychology. He didn't just rely on his speed and strength. Against this younger man. So during the early rounds. Muhammad Ali toyed with Foreman. Frequently leaning on the ropes. And covering himself up. So that Foreman had to throw ineffective body punches. And tie himself out. And then. In the 7th round. Muhammad Ali turned and started taunting. The weary Foreman. With... Things like, I was told you could punch. That's all you got, George. Now, in the eighth round, Muhammad Ali saw his moment and landed a strong left hook and a hard right. Foreman weakened. He was tired. He was distracted. He stumbled onto the canvas where he managed, where he thought as he got to the count of nine that he'd stood up, but he hadn't. And the referee ended the bout. Muhammad Ali, a master of psychology, won the title knockout. Now, very few people expected this, but Muhammad Ali's either conscious or unconscious goal was to get Foreman out of the zone. And all those taunts, that playfulness, undermined Foreman's mental strength, causing him to slip out of this flow state, being in the moment, and become distracted. And that can happen to us on a daily basis. We're no longer in the moment, but we are distracted and not operating at our best. And that's what happened to forming. And when we're in those situations that really matter to us, we're so inside our heads. We're trying to control everything. But being distracted, having all sorts of thoughts like, I'm not good enough. Am I not ready? We're distracted. We get in our own way. Moving into the flow is about an experience of being completely involved in the activity just for its own sake. not No self-conscious thought. So your conscious mind has done its job. You've set the goal. This is your intention. This is what you're working on. And then the unconscious mind takes over and we move into this flow state where time flies. Every action, every movement, every thought follows From the previous one. And they build. To a mental state. That is sometimes described. Like I said. As being in the zone. Or the present time. And this idea has become very popular at the moment. But it is not a new idea. We see it in meditation. Yogic practice. All around the world. This idea is can we quiet. The conscious mind. So we can access this. In a world, being in the moment, being in the zone, that flow state. And what we're going to be exploring in this podcast is that idea. What are the benefits? Being in the moment, being in the zone, being fully aware. And what can it do for our professional lives and our personal lives? And how do we get to that point where we can enter in the zone at will? So no small task for this podcast. Let's dive straight in. So this state where we allow ourselves to be still, that quiet mind, undistracted by those conscious thoughts, doesn't matter if it's positive or negative, the ego which creates this fictitious story that we tell about ourselves and we're left with this conscious mind, with a barrage of information of how good we are, how not good we are. Am I having a good hair day? Did people notice that I didn't pronounce certain words correctly, i.e. self-conscious? Ah, but that flow state of being in the moment, where it tends to occur for us quite naturally is when we're doing something creative, engaging. So a lot of people get involved in things like sports, writing, painting, music, drama, to be or not to be. Because it enables him to tap into that flow state. And hours can pass unnoticed. A dancer and the dance become one. The painter and the painter becomes one. The runner and the race become one. And I think this is why a lot of people get addicted to sports and athletics. Like running, biking, swimming. Yes, your body rewards you by making you feel better about yourself and those rush of wonderful chemicals in the systems. But it's also about entering into that zone. You were there. And if you've taken any martial arts, the whole idea is can we get you to being in the moment to notice what's happening? We can see there's lots of roots into this flow state, being in the moment. And with all those endeavours that I talked about, we see this same pattern coming up. So let's take martial arts as an example of that. There are many years of constant, controlled and flawless, hopefully, movements that are repeated over and over again, and they're refined each time. And what the brain then is stores all that information that develops that muscle memory, to eventually allow the task to be done without any conscious effort. And that's when you can truly step into that zone. All the mind simply needs to do is get out of the way. So when you see martial artists at their top and they're moving real fast, they're no longer consciously thinking about each of the movements. It's just happening. happening. An athlete at a peak of his performance does not think, Instead, instinct kicks in, muscle memory ensures spontaneous movement, and 100% of the energy is directed towards the task at hand. And in that zone, that athlete finds that he or her reactions and movements flow without conscious thought. Intuition takes over and the right action occurs quite naturally. But it doesn't just happen in the
0: arts and the sports sponsor of this week's nlpcourses.com podcast show is the nlp training Trainer, Trainer only for the ambitions who wish to make a living teaching nlp apply for your place in this world-class training heading over to the nlpcourses.com
1: also reading when you're absorbed into a good book you enter into a zone where you are in the moment but as soon as you're distracted, random thoughts popping into your mind like I must pick up the milk on the way home or, oh, no, I've forgotten to prepare the course notes. Then you've shifted into being distracted and you stop reading the book and you get to the end of the page and you've no idea what's just happened on that page, what the information was or what the storyline was. So it's quite easy for us to be knocked out of the zone as we notice we're forming and Muhammad Ali making that conscious effort effort to knock George Foreman out of the zone. It was that important to that moment. So why is this important to our everyday life? Well, think about it. If you're in the moment, you're concentrating on what's going on now. And where you put your focus of concentration is the life that you live, the results that you get in the world. However, nowadays... We're spending more time communicating via social media, playing computer games, surfing the internet, that our powers of concentration are diminishing. And we are no longer giving each other undivided attention. And sadly, you see parents walking down the street, looking at their phone, paying no attention to the child they're dragging along behind them. And I do believe it was Brian Tracy that said, children spell love love. T-I-M-E. So when you're with your child and you're on the phone not paying any attention to them, you're denying one of the greatest gifts you can give to somebody, that focus of attention. And now it makes sense when you hear the story about the Apple founder, uh, the late Steve Jobs, hadn't introduced the iPad to his kids. And when the journalist, I think his name was Nick Bilton, asked Jobs if children love the gadgets he said they haven't even used it we limit how much technology our kids use at home and that was steve jobs acknowledging that we are easily distracted for sometimes from what the things are truly important to our everyday lives now here's the other thing not only is this overactive mind this distracted mind is not conducive to focus and productivity, getting more out of life and achieving your goals, it leads to increased stress. People become anxious, they become depressed. And mental problems are all produced from this reduced quality of life. Never underestimate the ability to control and still the mind. Now with this control and stillness of mind, have an impact on our careers. Okay, let's let's explore that idea as well. Now whether you like football or not, there is a footballer called Ryan Giggs. He made his first appearance in a Premiership Football Club, a little football club called Manchester United, you may or may not have heard of them, and that was in 1990-91 season. He was the most decorated player in English football history. Giggs has won 13 Premier League medals, 4 FA Cup winner's medals, 3 League Cup winner's medals and 2 Championship League winner's medals. And at the age of 40, when most of his peers had long since retired, Giggs continues to play professional Premier League football. So what is his secret? Now according to Giggs himself, self-awareness has been a major factor in extending his career. The focus on oneself is hugely important, even if it's only for an hour when he stretches and meditates. We also see this in the career of Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods' father, Earl Woods, was instrumental in developing his son's concentration ability. To be focused in the moment and not allow any distractions to get in the way of what he was doing. And whereas most golfers will get upset if you... Did a little sneeze. Well, Earl Woods would drop back, shout, do anything he can to see if he could distract Tiger from taking a shot. And that focus of concentration of being in a moment fully engaged in what he did really tested that meditative state. Not just in sitting still in a room le- cross-legged, but in life. And at a very young age, Tiger Woods could concentrate. So to be able to get into that place, to access intuitive intelligence, the unconscious mind, it is necessary to practice quietening the mind. That intuitive intelligence is not learned, but experienced, and can bring about a momental change and success in the world of people who learn to access it. So meditation seems to be a key secret. And we've moved past some of the negative images of what meditation means to the day where it's been accepted in many different areas, including the Marines in all different parts around the world, including the army, including scientists, artists, sports, businesses are all seeking mindfulness, which is the new word for meditation. So why should this be so? Well, what seems to be happening is the old thought that once you reach a certain age, your brain stops developing is no longer true. A lot of neuroscientists are ex- investigating the idea that you can change the physical structures of your brain through meditation. And what seems to happen is that there is a, there's strong evidence that being in the present moment, that awareness changes the brain in many regions to become much more powerful, more efficient, which is good news for us, Uh, because it seems to affect the density of the grey matter, leading to more effective brain processing. Right, so what does that mean for us? It means we can think more clearly, we can process information faster, we can learn a lot easier. So there seems to be eight key areas of the brain that increase with efficiency when you meditate, which includes the orbital frontal cortex and the hippocampus, which they play a key role in being able to hold our attention, also to cultivate the, our own positive emotions and become much more stable. And it seems to be people who meditate on a regular basis seem to be happier in themselves, less distracted. And can learn from their past experiences in everyday life. We're talking about is thinking, and thinking is a habit. We are taught very early on that we should be thinking and processing, and we're not taught very much about the unconscious mind. And when we tap into that quietness, that stillness within the unconscious mind, and become aware, our inner world, our inner monologue then potential opens up for us now if thinking is a habit that also means a quiet mind can be developed as a habit right so i think we've talked enough about this how do we access the unconscious mind well in past podcasts we've had various ways of doing that And you can go back and listen to that. And there's a whole range of information on the website. So let's take a classic meditation technique that we could practice for just 10 minutes a day. And that 10 minutes a day, we don't need to be sitting still. It could be out walking a dog, walking towards the catch, the bus, the tube, maybe just walking down a corridor. And don't think you need to do this in 10 minutes in a row, although that would be very beneficial. You could do what I'm about to show you just for one or two minutes while you're waiting for a phone call, while you're waiting for a piece of software to load. The idea is, can we fit it into your life rather than you going about having to make drastic changes to reap these benefits that we've talked about in this self-awareness, this meditation And the meditation I'm talking about is to become aware of our breath. Breathing is tightly connected to our physiology and also improves our thinking abilities. So we're going to start to follow and become aware of our breathing. And the technique involves you doing this. And you can do this as you listen to me now. So what I now invite you, as long as you're not driving but if you're walking, I invite you to breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. Just gently, don't force anything, but just allow it, even if it's a very shallow breathing, that's okay. And as you breathe in, just become aware of the breath around your nostrils. And when you breathe out, become aware of the breath leaving your nostrils. And if any thoughts do occur to you, that get in the way. Just acknowledge them. Don't fight them. And come back. Bring your concentration back. To breathing in. Being aware. Of. The air passing through your nostrils. And breathe out. Being aware. Of the air. Leaving your nostrils. And. And. What you'll notice when you first start doing this, you may not even get to 10 to 20 seconds before you're distracted, but that's okay. It's not a race. Just 10 minutes a day, within 10 days, you'll be up to 60 to 90 seconds before you become distracted. And not only relaxing the body, you're relaxing your mind as well and You'll feel the stress leave your body and you'll feel better for the day if you choose to do this in the morning, but you'll know when the right time to do it. Now, a side benefit of breathing in through the nostrils and out through the nostrils is that it will start to activate diaphragmic breathing, which means you're returning to a natural breathing style. And if you watch babies who breathe, they do breathe from their diaphragm, which means their tummies move out and then go back in. And there are many benefits just to breathing correctly. So we notice the technique of just being aware of the breath coming in through our nostrils and going out through our nostrils is very, very simple and yet can be very profound. I would love to hear your experiences of using meditation. So if you already meditate and you would like to share your insights please visit our website, find this podcast on the podcast pages and leave a comment below. If you're just starting to meditate and you have any questions or any concerns, please let me know. I'm happy to help. Until next week, keep in touch and I'll talk to you soon. Happy
0: mindfulness. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to mlpcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter, where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on Neuro Linguistics, Programming, and Beyond.